0: following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network.
1: Tuesdays on the Huge Show Across Michigan are brought to you by the Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Book your getaway today at SoaringEagleCasino.com and also download the Eagle Access app. And they now have live sports wagering inside the Ascend Sportsbook and nightclub inside Soaring Eagle in Mount Pleasant. And if you want to get an update And buy tickets to all the great indoor shows. Find out about the promotions and the giveaways. Go to SoaringEagleCasino.com and download that Eagle Access app. Tuesdays on the Huge Radio Network are presented by the incredible Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. What's up, Michigan? It is our number two on a Tuesday broadcast presented by the incredible Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Book your getaway today at Soarin'EagleCasino.com. And also, if you go up to Soaring Eagle, you can see that Honolulu blue and silver Ford Bronco you could win uh, from Soaring Eagle. Uh, all you have to do is download the Eagle Casino and sports app to your phone or from your computer and place a qualifying bet on any remaining regular season Detroit Lions game, and that Ford Bronco could be yours. Download the Eagle Casino and Sports app to your phone or from your computer and visit playeagle.com for complete details, the drawing for that Honolulu blue, silver, and black. Ford Bronco will be January 8th, 2024, and check it out when you're up at Soaring Eagle in Mount Pleasant. Speaking of Honolulu Blue and Silver, we're talking about the Lions. Another hour with Jeff Risden. Lions wire, Draft Wire. Follow them on Facebook, Twitter, and online at Jeff R-I-S-D-O-N on Twitter. Lions, after the loss to the Bears, got a gift from the Giants last night. They get the Broncos in prime time on Saturday night. And Russell Wilson and Sean Payton look dead in the water uh, back in. September, a lot of people were saying Russell Wilson is washed up. He's done, and here they are coming in, and the Lions at home, and it will be a rowdy crowd, must-win situation. I I really line up and say, yeah, I appreciate the gift from the Giants and beating the Packers. I know the Vikings, two games of the four remaining, are on the schedule with no quarterback or offense, but the Lions have got to find a way to put together a four-quarter football game and give people some hope as they head towards the playoffs.
0: Exactly, and not just not just to give themselves hope, but uh, to give us hope, but to give themselves hope. Yeah, confidence, coaches yeah, they, they, and players. They need that uh, because they're wavering right now. You saw it a little bit. You saw the the little cracks in the armor. You know, the the ice was getting a little thin with with Amon Ross St. Brown um, reacting the way he did to his poor game. You know, he had a rough game. Like you, you don't see that guy put two balls on the ground very often. They just need something that, that reassures them in the building. Remember, this is a still a young football team. They need something to get them back and say, hey, we are good. We are 9-4. and four. We are the NFC North champs. We're going to host a playoff game where we're going to be favored in that game. All that's true, you know, one way or the other. But they, they've got to go into that understanding that, yes, like, yeah, man, we're, we're, the, we're, the, we're the predators again. They have been prey lately. They're taking teams' best shots. Teams aren't looking past them, or you know, you, you know, you want to. Hey, we're taking on the Lions, man. Let's go get this. That they, they, they haven't faced that in a very long time, and quite frankly, they haven't fa- they haven't faced that very well. Uh, and I, I think that you know, with Sean Payton coming in, Dan Campbell's mentor. You know, he he's gonna know the tricks, he, he he understands, you know, what Dan is gonna do. He knows how to push Dan's buttons, but on the flip side, Dan can do that to to his old mentor. And I I wanna see the Lions come out and be proactive and aggressive and dictate the game. That's not something they've done in the last five weeks, even though they've won you know, three of those games. They could have won four of those games. They haven't been the team that sets the tone for the game. They haven't, they haven't been the dominant force. And they need to get back to doing that because they did that very well when they played Kansas City early in the season. When they played Seattle, even though they lost that game, I thought the Lions controlled that script well. <laughs> you know, and when, when they hammered the Packers on Thursday, that like that was that was the Lions going out and saying, hey, this is our game. You're not taking it. That attitude's been missing, and that's something that they need to get back. And you can do that against Denver. It's not going to be easy. That's a much better football team than they were early in the season. But, again, it's still there for these Lions. It really is. Where are they at
1: in terms, and I know we won't know until later in the week with the injury reports, but what are you hearing projecting who could be back uh, that helps this team offensively and defensively on Saturday night? Against the Broncos.
0: Yeah, I think you're going to see uh, Bruce Irvin come up this week. Uh, he was uh, He's on the practice squad, so he wasn't technically on the injured report last week. They left him inactive uh, because he rolled his ankle towards the end of the uh, Saints game. Uh, and he, honestly, it, it works out pretty well because the Lions actually had their best pass rush of the season against Chicago, believe it or not. They had nine hits on Justin Fields. That's the most that they've had in the season This year, uh, tied with what they did to Jimmy Garoppolo uh, with the the Raiders. Um, Incidentally, it was the second most quarterback pressures of any team this weekend. Uh, The Lions defense did that, so they didn't necessarily need Bruce Irvin for that, but they'll need him a little bit more going against Russell Wilson, who, by the way, used to be his teammate uh, in Seattle back in the day. I I think you're going to see him come up. It sounds like he's going to be good to go, but Ragnow is on the doubtful side of doubtful. Uh, and, and remember, if a player is listed as doubtful, they don't play. Uh, there's been what was the stat? There's been one this season who was doubtful, and it wasn't in Detroit. No player who's ever been listed as doubtful by Dan Campbell has ever played. So, not looking good for that. Anzalone is still going to have the 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 thing on his wrist. It did impact um, with the thumb. He 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 could have picked off a pass. He wound up not. He broke it up. Um, actually, the, the player caught it. Uh, their tight end commit uh that that's he's gonna get better at that though, but like the, everybody else, you know, James Houston is not coming back. Dan Campbell talked about this in his press conference uh, Monday morning. James Houston won't be back before January at the earliest. um CJ. Gardner Johnson or whatever he wants to call himself right now, will not be back before at least the second Minnesota game, if at all. Uh, as much as they've you know trumpeted the fact that they're gonna try to come back, it's just not there. Uh, remember, they have to activate them in practice uh, so to start their clock. They've done that with Hendon Hooker, by the way. Um, and you will probably see Hendon Hooker activated this week, um, although it's complicated because they didn't have anybody get hurt to put on injured reserve. And I think they were kind of wondering that. But uh, he's not going to play, but they do have to get him active. Uh, his window uh, ends Monday or Tuesday of next week. So they have to get him active soon, but don't expect him to play. But like the, the guys that are, you know, the walking wounded, they should all be better this week than they have been. Uh, you, you know, you're, you're going to have another week of Jonah Jackson playing, learning how to play with his broken wrist. Uh, he does have a broken wrist; his hand is in a giant club. Uh, he, he didn't play great the other day. Uh, one of the things that when you when you can't grab, you can't hold, and we've seen this a lot with Aiden Hutchinson. But I will tell you that other teams are are coming up to the same thing. They're not calling holding this year. So if you can hold as an offensive lineman, do it. And right now, because of the way his hand is, Jonah Jackson is physically incapable of holding. And that's a problem. <laughs> they're, they're just holding calls are down all around the league. And uh, Aiden Hutchinson clearly isn't getting them. But I will tell you, Panay Sewell gets away with a crap ton of holds, man. But they, again, they don't call it. So you, you play to how it's being officiated. Uh, so hopefully he'll be better. Hopefully they can get him into a bit, little bit of a sleeker cast where he can do something. But no, beyond that, you're not getting you're not getting those injured guys back in time to, to help right now. Yeah, Sewell and Decker
1: haven't been the same during this stretch. De- Decker either. had
0: a rotten game against yeah, Chicago. Yeah, they, they they've been way
1: too inconsistent. And uh, is a rag now out? Is it help out? Is it uh, you know consistency with? You know, playing with guys where you know they're going to be at on the line. Again, I'm not making excuses. You mentioned Irvin back uh, at a DM position to try and help get pressure. Uh, what about that Lions defensive line for Saturday night against the Broncos? Well,
0: they, they did have John Kaminsky step up this past week. He played a very good game, his best game of the season. And he did a lot of that playing the 4-I or 5 technique, which is basically like guard tackle area. Um, instead of lining up on heads up on the tackle or even uh, shaded to the outside he was more inside and it worked and that was good uh but they're they're missing a mcneil on the inside leave on i don't know why he's still on the team quite frankly uh he's he's given them nothing um uh, god bless him for fighting back from the back surgery but it, there's there's not a functional football player there right now uh, and it sucks but that, that that that's the state of where it's at isaiah bugs we talked about him last hour he's on the ground all the time, all the like it, it's hard to watch him like you know you talk about running backs and how David Montgomery is exceptional at running through contact and not going down on first contact. Isaiah Bugs, if the guy gets two hands on him, he's going down to the ground as a defensive like
1: that can't happen. So what do you do to make the defensive line better? What, what, how, I know you mentioned Irvin we go back to that. Yeah how do you create more pressure up the middle and on the edges? When the Lions are on defense, so, if you're Aaron Glenn,
0: and, and Glenn actually did a decent job of doing this, they played three linebackers more, um, and they did they just they did some three lineman work, not enough of it, in my opinion. Hutchinson did start attacking more to the inside, and you saw some a gap blitzing from Jack Campbell and, and Derek Barnes. Um, it they didn't get home, but they did disrupt plays. Um, unfortunately, they didn't contain very well, and then. And we talked earlier about the safeties, uh, Malik and Kirby Joseph, but were just terrible. You know, they've got to get something out of that. I want to see more of Brian Branch. I think the way he tackles in space, he he does not need to leave the field. And he he played, I think it was seventy percent of the snaps. He needs to be out there for one hundred. You can't you can't you can't take your best playmaker um, as a rookie. You know, you, you've got to keep that guy on the field. So I think that there's some things they can do. That they tried. Um, they tried replacing Jerry Jacobs, who was having a terrible day, with Kendall Vildor. Uh, he, unfortunately, he's, he has an ankle as well. It sounds like he's going to be good to go, but you know, they're, they're struggling right now with, with injuries and just you know, competence on the outside. The, again, I, I don't want to sound like I'm defending Aaron Glenn, but man, his players are not good. And there's only so much you can do. So is when, that on Holmes? I mean, some is, of that, is, it
1: on, it, is it injuries? Is it homes? That, some or, of that is. Uh, so. You watch that. Sweat for the Bears and you ask yourself, how did the Lions not give up a draft pick when you had a team that was rolling and you had the trade deadline? You know, I get Chase Young going to the Niners. Yeah.
0: But, but yeah.
1: watching Sweat for the Bears, a Tough team one. that was near the bottom of the NFL at that time had the trade deadline, That you don't go make the move on him.
0: They didn't. And some of that is that Brad Holmes has relied too much on injured players. Look at the guys that he signed this offseason. C.J. Gardner Johnson. Guy has been on injured reserve. This is his fifth time in six seasons that he's been on injured reserve. Emmanuel Mosley was going to be their starting cornerback. He was going to be their answer. He was going to be playing ahead of Jerry Jacobs. You signed him coming off of a knee injury. I believe it was the first snap he played coming back after he took longer than expected to come back. Tore the knee again, like the the, the, drafting Levi Ansarique in the second round and a guy who took a year off in college because he had back problems. Like he he takes a lot of risks with injuries, and this year, you know, you get a discount when you when you sign a guy or you draft a guy who's who's got injury problems. This year, it's blown up in his face a little bit, and that's been a problem. Uh, They would love to have what they thought Levi Anzarike could be. They, by the way, they thought that Josh Pascal could be that guy. There's a guy who missed time at the end of his college career with a knee injury, missed time earlier in his career because he had cancer in his foot. Like Again, you're getting these guys at a more economical draft position, but the fact that they can't always get back on the field, I don't think Brad Holmes has done a very good job of accounting for that. And the, the injury prone players that they've signed have proven that they are in fact injury prone. Uh that's that's not a great not a great mix. It really taxes your depth. That's why they're playing <laughs> they're playing Isaiah Bugs because they have to. They played Broderick Martin, their third round draft pick. Uh not not ready for primetime yet. Still not, unfortunately. Uh you know, they, there's that that second and third round where he's drafted either projects or Injured guys like Pascal and and Anzarike, it's not working right now. Um, And it's it's really not working specifically right now. And So why not go trade for sweat
1: to cover some of your mistakes of your homes? And I know there's a lot of coulda, woulda, shoulda's, but I think the way the Lions were flying high at the time, they felt they didn't need anybody because they they were battling through. We said this every time you popped in uh, this year. We talked about how they've been able to overcome injuries, and the one flag I kept saying was, eventually this will catch up to you if you're the Lions.
0: Right. And it it has. And it has. And that's that's no small part of why their defense is not playing very well right now. Offensively, though, like... You still have the offensive firepower to overcome this, and they're not doing that. Um, and again, the, the, I know the yeah, because line we, we
1: talked about Ben Johnson. We don't trust him in using JMO the right way. We're unsure if Golf can throw that deep ball. Where are you at on Golf in his arm strength? Tell me. I, you're, I, I think you're, 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 you watch yeah. a lot of film. I watch a lot. We watch the games. I, I question his true in
0: stride deep NFL throw. He's got to have the conditions right for him to do it. Uh, he does have a good arm. I, I'm not going to take that away from him, but he's got to be a guy that can step into the throw. He's not a guy that's going to have that easy. So how do you how do you create that for golf so they
1: can get some fly patterns with J-Mo going deep?
0: And that's that's where you're. That's why you've invested so much in the offensive line, and they've been letting you down a little bit lately. Um, Sewell, to his credit, had a monster game against Chicago after probably playing the worst game of his career, worst two games of his career for sure together. Uh, he bounced back very nicely, but Taylor Decker dropped the ball. You know, they're they're having issues with the right guard with uh, with center. You know, we we saw the the exchange snap where Graham Glasgow just didn't get the ball back to golf. You know, these these are things that can't happen on winning football teams and on teams that expect to be contenders. And they're they've got now, I will say they've got time to get this right, but we need to see them start to get it right. And more and we talked about it earlier in this. Segment. They need to see that they can get it right, so they can feel when they go in and host the Vikings or the Packers um, on that second weekend in November when they're or January when they're hosting a playoff game in Ford Field that they can win that game, that they will be able to go out and say, "Hey, yeah, we're the better team here. Let's we're going to take care of business and we're going to wind up, you know, going to Dallas or going to San Francisco next week and see what we got." That, that is one hundred percent on the table for them. But they, you're right, man. They've got it. They've got to show. To themselves, that they can do it. Denver's a great opportunity to do it. Minnesota's a good opportunity to do it. But let's see it because we, we ain't seeing it right now. So uh, let's play the what if scenario. What if they lose
1: again at home and you start to do the math on home losses? Okay. If they lose to the Broncos on Saturday night, primetime TV, primetime, they were embarrassed by the Packers. I go back to the Seattle loss. I mean, we, I, I, I was going through the numbers yesterday on the show. If they just have the Green Bay and Chicago win back, they're the number one seed right now in the NFC. They're that close. Even with all the issues we're talking about.
0: And, that, and that's, that's the fun part of this is that they are still, in fact, a good football team. And you see the other teams, you see Philadelphia, what they're but going they're through right now. they're
1: missing the opportunity. Yes, they are. That's they're, correct. They're missing, and again, the NFL window. It can be open for five years for some teams, for seven, eight years. Look at the Chiefs, how frustrated they're getting right now, Mahomes says with receivers dropping the ball. Reed can't run his offense. Yeah, they blame the official. They, they Tony. can't line up on sides. Tony lined up all sides. But what I took from Mahomes and Reed being frustrated is that their dynasty is over. Their their window is closing. Yes, absolutely, it is. It yes. is. And they've um, had their run, and they, they gave Mahomes a lifetime contract. And thank you for the Super Bowl trophies.
0: Yeah, and they're they're still a contender. Like they're uh, they're there, but Baltimore's better than them this year. There's there's no doubt about that. I think I think Cleveland's better than them. I think I think. Well, uh,
1: Cleveland's defense, when they want to play, oh my
0: goodness! And could Joe Flacco be the Don Strock of the modern era? And that—that's the sort of stroke of weird luck that the Lions just aren't getting right now. You know, who's going to come in and and step up like last year at the end of the year? Kirby Joseph didn't play very well early in his rookie year. At the end of the year, he was a ball hawk. He was making plays. Where's that guy? So on why this team? are with what we deem to be a
1: quality coaching staff? Where yeah. we'll talk about Aaron Glenn could be a head coach next year. Ben Johnson was close to the Carolina job then why are players regressing and the offense and defense dysfunctional at times, especially Green Bay Thanksgiving at home? No weather factor there. And the Bears this past Sunday. What are those reasons why?
0: I think some of it is that they got a little bit overconfident in their own abilities. I think some of it is the fact that they did, in fact, switch from being the hunter to being the hunted, and they're not wearing it very well. I don't think they're handling that pressure all that well. You know, they are an inexperienced team they're a young team uh and you know they're they just don't have that collective resilience like like the Eagles right now they're they're playing really bad football right now but they've been there done that and they have enough veterans on that team and leadership on that team that they will be able to come out the other side and and probably be okay by the time January rolls around uh that they might actually have too much experience that might be what's <laughs> bothering them right now is that they're too old. But the Lions don't have that. You no, know, who on this team has playoff experience? Goff. Okay, uh, that's about it. <laughs> there's there's your list. Uh, they they need, and well, the the problem is that they can't get that right now. They just need to find that that inner, you know, shot spot, testicular fortitude, whatever it might be, to go forward and say, hey, we're okay. And I don't think that they're, I don't think they're doing that very well right now. I don't think their coaching staff is doing a very good job with that right now. And I, I say that knowing that Dan Campbell knows what the heck he's doing. I'm still a big Dan Campbell fan. I think he's a great head coach. I'm still a big Ben Johnson fan. I think he's a great offensive coordinator. But they're having a rough spot right now. And they've got to figure out a way themselves to get through this. Because you, you just talked about the window. It's funny because we've talked about that a lot um, I've talked about it with you. I've talked about it on our on our podcast. We talk about it on, on social media a lot. That the Lions' window wasn't supposed to be open yet. Well, now it is. And do they have the ability to keep that open? Can they keep it wide open? And can they go through it now? Can they? You know, they might be ahead of schedule. It. People said that about the Joe Burrow Bengals that went to the Super Bowl. Like that team was one or two years ahead of schedule. Well, two years later, where are they at right now? They're looking on the outside of the playoff picture you never know what's going to happen with that. And uh, you're right, huge. The time is now for the NFC. You can beat any other team in the NFC. I I will grant that San Francisco is a better football team. And that if San Francisco wants to win the game, they will win the game. But the lions are easily as talented as the Dallas Cowboys or the Philadelphia Eagles or whatever the heck comes out of the South. There's no reason the lions can't beat them Other than them not doing it. And they need to find a way to to prove to themselves that they can, in fact, do it. Because they can. And it's frustrating that they're not. (laughs) Jeff Risden, Lions
1: Wire, Draft Wire. Also co-host on the Detroit Lions podcast. So you can find on YouTube, Draft Wire, Lion Wire, Facebook, Twitter, online. One thing we haven't discussed, I haven't heard from anybody connected to the Lions who follows the team. Dan Campbell, Brad Holmes, that staff... Golf, they have never been in a must-win pressure situation. Okay, let, let's think about this. They came in, you know, the first year, we're going to do this. They had the slow start. We're going to do this, finish strong. Then they had that, what, 16-3 and run, whatever it was. But again, no pressure. No pressure when they went to Kansas City. No pressure when they went to uh, Tampa or uh, to Green Bay this year. All of a sudden, you started to look at power rankings and they're number two, and there's talk of home field advantage. On this show and others, uh, at Lions Wire, uh, across the board nationally, and they're still young. And the coaches are still learning. Ben Johnson is still green to a point that now there's pressure. And in the National Football League, how do you handle that pressure? And what I see are the Lions crumbling underneath the pressure. There'll be pockets. Second quarter against the Bears. First five minutes, 21 zip, give or take, against the Saints. And then the pressure will hit them on play calling, execution, on field, quick decision making. And I see a team falling apart. I know we can all look at the number nine and four. And with the Packers losing, it it looks good. And there is a way in these final four games, just as I mentioned, the pressure on golf, including the playoff game, to go earn a $250 million extension, but also for Dan Campbell to show, with Ben Johnson, with Aaron Glenn, that they can rally and rescue a season like they have done the first two years in Detroit.
0: You know, it, the way you, you brought that up, it reminds me of Jim Harbaugh at Michigan. Remember, for years and years— Whenever there was pressure on his team, they folded. And he eventually got through that. Now, it's different in college because your players change yearly all the time. Your key players are coming and going all the time. With, But I think Harbaugh became a much better manager of that sort of expectation and pressure. And we've seen it in the last couple of years. And that's, that's one of the reasons why they're in the college football playoff is because he and his staff collectively adapted to that. And I don't... We need Dan Campbell to make that sort of step that Jim Harbaugh made at Michigan. Because remember, two, three years ago, uh, there were there was a lot of people that wanted Michigan that wanted Harbaugh gone. They thought that that he had hit the ceiling for what he could do with that team. And he proved those people wrong. Um, some of those are in my immediate family. You need Dan Campbell to go through that now. I, well, I uh, think and they and are. he's got and he's got to grow up and, and figure that out quickly because he doesn't have the you know, when you're Michigan, you just you just recruit people, you roll them out, and If you don't win nine games, you're you're a failure. You don't get that in the NFL. You've got to be able to go out and figure these things out. And Dan Campbell, I think, is learning that. I think Ben Johnson and Aaron Glenn are learning that. I think Brad Holmes as a GM is learning that. He's never been in a situation where he's had to make decisions that impact whether you're hosting a playoff game in the second week weekend of the playoffs, or you know you're going on the road. And I don't think he's done a very good job with that. And it doesn't mean that he can't. It doesn't mean that this team can't do that. But they're not there yet. And that's why when we talk about them being ahead of schedule, that's that needs to be what your reference is, is that they just they're not they don't have the the football maturity and experience to to do the things that other organizations have proven that they can do. I don't think like, like right now the Kansas City Chiefs are not a good football team. They're they're playing terrible. They're they're making a lot of self inflicted mistakes. Their offensive play calling is weird. Their defense is very hit and miss, they're relying on takeaways. But I don't think people in Kansas City are gripping because I think they know that Andy Reid can do it. I think they know that their GM and that their their leadership, guys like Mahomes and Chris Jones and Kelsey have been there and have gotten them through that. I don't think they're stressing out the way we are in Detroit and, and with the, the way some players might be, because the, nobody in Detroit's done that yet. You know and why it's tough.
1: Yeah, Jeff, it's, it's the fear of failure that could you imagine? Just even with no QB, The Vikings who are sitting at it as a playoff team right now at seven and six still have the Lions twice. If they would find a way, even winning 3-zip like they did last week in Vegas, if the Lions would collapse and not win a game to finish this season, and Minnesota would go win the NFC North, and the Lions probably at 9-8 and would still be a wild card team. They would. They would be close in the mix. Yeah. But if you collapsed after the start of this season – that's, and, that's tough, man. And you're talking home games. You got Denver Saturday night. You're talking Minnesota uh, at home to close out the season. Uh, that that's what's happening right now. I think the pressure is getting to Campbell, Johnson, Glenn, and this team. The pressure because you can feel it with the Lions Nation. Everywhere I go, Jeff, people ask me about the Lions. Everywhere, hundred percent. It, does, it doesn't matter. Restaurant, kids, school. Uh, walking up the elevator, or walking up to the elevator uh, here at our flagship station, 96 won the game. Everybody, and those guys all live in Detroit. They all read, see, hear, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. They see it. And I'm telling you, if you look at this team, and think about this for a moment, here's another sidebar to this story. Goff's been in a Super Bowl, so he should be the leader here when it's hitting the fan. Dan Campbell's been around winners. Aaron Glenn, right? Ben Johnson's still green. But I'm looking at players. Hutch is young. J-Mo's young. Gibbs is young. Ragnow hasn't been with a champion, neither Decker or Sewell. How many high-pressure games have they ever played? Now, granted, Ragnow's hurt. But I'm, I'm doing the math here. Uh, look on that defensive line on how many guys have, you know, Irvin's been around Seattle in a quality organization. How many of those linebackers have been in big games?
0: I don't think any of I think Anzalone played in one playoff. What, what
1: happened? Is Branch fully healthy? Because where, where 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 are the safety blitzes and him coming up and helping with the run? That's a great question. Where, where, where's Branch containing one side of the field against Justin Fields? And, and you're going to say, we're going to let Fields throw to beat us, not run. Where is that?
0: That was not there.
1: Is that Branch or is that Aaron Glenn's design? That's
0: that's that's Aaron Glenn, and that's why you. That's why I'm reluctant to defend him, even though his players aren't doing well, because he's also not doing a great job on his own. Do you get my point, though? Yeah, what I'm yeah, saying do. about yeah. The, yeah, you know,
1: pressure, big time games, experienced players. There aren't a lot on this roster. No, there's not. And that's why Golf should be the leader because he's played in the Super Bowl. And that's. But that's, well, they got rid of him in LA because of this, that he could not
0: take them next level. That's exactly right. And they brought in a guy who didn't care as much in Stafford. And, and I got to be careful on how I say that because he, he clearly cares. I think Goff's easy California cool kind of style doesn't always play well in the locker room in times of urgency because he's not a guy who's going. You saw Patrick Mahomes come off the field the other day after Kadarius Tony lined up offside, up smashed his helmet on the side. That's not what Jared Goff's going to do. That's just not who he is. You, you can't force that either. They 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 don't have David Montgomery is that guy, uh, and it would be nice to see him step up a little bit. But when you're getting ten carries a game, when Montgomery eight, was fine when, in when, when, the Bears game, when, when eight of your carries came in the first quarter. And you have 66 yards on eight carries, and then you don't see the ball again well, until the fourth quarter. Points. They were chasing points. That was, uh, the, the, yeah, they were- how, how about not take – when when they were upset
1: uh, about the um, – and it looked like it had to be a legal touch because he threw it to a, a offensive lineman, but they said his hit forced the ball in a different direction. Why didn't Campbell take a timeout to settle things down, even on that uh, and, and before that fourth down call, and then the play right after throwing it? and they got the incomplete. That was it's just oh my a comedy gosh. of errors. Well, oh how do you goodness. put Jacob's on an island?
0: So, so part of that is is that Malifanu was his safety help and he stood still. Again, he literally did not move off his point until the ball was oh thrown. My God. He literally stood still in the Jesus. middle of the field instead right. of going to help his guy out. Now Jacob's has to cover his guy. It would be nice if he could stay within arm's reach of him and lately yeah. he hasn't been able to do that. But if you're going to have a corner like that, you've got to have a safety on the field who knows what the heck's going on. How do you get – you know, Jacobs can't cover anybody, dude. I know he's he's a good guy. He's struggling hard right now.
1: You know, I I heard something interesting, and and this really applies to the Lions, and it's pretty simple. And it was with Diggs in the Buffalo-KC game that Romo was saying and talking to Spagnola, the defensive coordinator for the Chiefs, they were going to bracket Diggs and not let him beat them. So you ask yourself, if you're the Lions, you knew you had the running of fields, and they have commit and more. That's it, pretty much. You don't let them beat you. Yeah. And the Lions, just common (laughs) sense here here is driving me crazy. I really question the coaching staff more than ever before. Because think about this, Jeff. Yeah. All right. Let's talk the Chargers game and the Bears game and the miracle at the end. Look how close this team is to be hovering around five let Let's be honest about the Lions.
0: But, yeah, that's – and the the frustrating part is is that you saw Chicago do that. They consciously took away Sam Laporta. They consciously took away Amon Ross St. Brown, and the Lions couldn't adjust. Why didn't we try to do more of that? Now, some of that is, again – the players have to do better, um, but the scheme also wasn't there. Uh, I, I legitimately wonder if Yatso Malifon who has ever watched a football game be played, because it sure doesn't look like it when he plays. Uh, there's just no instincts at all. Um, they have tried him for years. They've tried him at outside corner, couldn't do it at all. They're trying him at safety. It's just, it's just. Why has Branch there. disappeared? I, I don't understand why he wouldn't move. He so, was so, so active. He, so is he, he hurt? Is, he is your slot. He covers Ugh. the slot. And when the bear the Bears go twenty two personnel, two tight ends, two running backs. And that's the Lions take Branch off the field. Let's leave him on the field. Let's take Malik on him. Let's take Kirby Joseph yeah, off. Take, Kirby take, Joseph's take a take liability. Field. I, you know what? I, uh. I, I, I'm, I I need to go pop
1: some Advil right now. I'm like reliving <laughs> the Lions game. I think Dan Campbell, Aaron Glenn, and Ben Johnson are showing that they are not championship coaches at this current time. They can prove us wrong. Rest of this season and in the playoffs. Jeff Risden, Lions wire, draft wire, my man. Uh, Thank you for the time here on the show, okay?
0: Great to be in with you. Thanks for having
1: me. All right, you can follow LionsWire, DraftWire, Twitter, Facebook online, and also Jeff on Twitter at Jeff, R-I-S-D-O-N, and look for him on the Detroit Lions podcast weekly. You can watch and listen to that. Just search Detroit Lions podcast on YouTube. All right, speaking of Lions, how would you like to win Lomas Brown's Lions cart? All you have to do is text impact to 21,000 next summer at the Telemore Golf Resort. We will give away a tricked-out Yamaha golf cart just like Lomas Browns. It's really sweet. You can see it. at Huge Show on Twitter. The Huge Show on Facebook. All that courtesy of Impact Power Sports. 14 Mile Road in Rockford just north of GR looking for great Christmas power gift ideas. Go see Drew and his team at Impact Power Sports. But if you want to get in on the drawing, text IMPACT to 21000. From St. Joseph
0: to Midland, this show is huge. Merck Perks from Mercantile Bank is here. Merck Perks Checking has all you need to plan your busy lifestyle.
1: TV. That's MHSAA.TV. 24-7 everything you need to know about high school sports in Michigan. Log on to MHSAA.com. Imagine this. A day filled with indulgence. Bursting with excitement. And packed with extraordinary moments that build memories to last a lifetime. A day that is unmistakably yours. At the place that is undeniably spectacular. Whether you're winning big, dining lavishly, or relaxing oh so comfortably, it's your getaway reimagined at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort.
0: You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan
1: Sports Network. We are back in The Huge Show across Michigan. Coming up here in less than 30 minutes, Jeremy Reisman, Pride of Detroit, another one of our Lions NFL insiders will join us to we'll talk about the Lions and the Broncos on Saturday night in downtown Detroit. Also within the hour, the coach, John Beeline. We'll talk Michigan, Michigan State, Big Ten, and the 20-game losing streak for the Pistons. Each and every week, Coach Beeline and Josh Garvey, the managing shareholder, will join me to talk basketball. And thank you to Josh and the team at Dorn Mayhew for sponsoring Coach Beeline all the way through the NBA Finals. Now, for the golfers listening, a week from tomorrow, I'll be broadcasting live from the Ada Indoor Country Club on Pettus in Ada, just east of GR. Now, this is a pretty cool place with the simulators where you can hit golf balls. Uh, They have a simulated driving range, uh, iron range, and also you can play courses. Really classy place uh, on Pettis in Ada. Well, a week from tomorrow, 10 a.m. until 6 p.m., for free, you can stop out and take three long drive swings and three closest to the pin swings at the Ada Indoor Country Club on Pettis in Ada. And the long drive and closest to the pin and the runner-ups all will win. A Taco Tuesday overnight stay in golfer four and 36 holes at the Tullymore Golf Resort. That will be for the long drive winner. The runner-up will get a foursome to play Antrim Dells near Charlevoix in northern Michigan. And then closest to the pin at the 8 A.M. Door Country Club, which is open to the public a week from tomorrow, 10 a.m. until 6 p.m., We'll get a foursome to play Pilgrim's Run. And the runner-up, we'll get a foursome to play Antrim Dells near Charlevoix in northern Michigan. So join the HUGE show a week from tomorrow at the Ada Indoor Country Club, which is open to the public. Simulators, great way during the winter to keep the game in shape. They also have a PGA Pro uh, that can work with you. You can rent it out for your business for a Christmas party or Just want to take care of your employees or buddies or friends getting together. Ada Indoor Country Club on Pettis in Ada, just east of GR. And the HUGE Show will be live there a week from tomorrow, 3 until 6, with your shot at winning some great golf. 24-7, everything you need with our broadcast is free at thehugeshow.net. Everything HUGE, 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. Hi,
0: I'm Casey. I don't just work at Meyer, I shop there. Because the holidays are a big deal in my family. I need big deals, and I find them on holiday staples like Meyer's Spiral Sliced Ham for 89 cents per pound with M Perks. Discount automatically applied when you enter your MPERKS ID
1: limit one. Plus potatoes, green beans, rolls, and more. And I use M Perks to save even more with a dollar off per gallon of gas. Get the same low prices, big deals, and great quality in store and online at Meyer. Exclusion apply. see all deals. In the Meyer app. Huge here for Urban U. They are Michigan's favorite med spa locations throughout West Michigan and also on the east side of the state in Northville. And this is for any guy listening right now or lady. If you want the perfect holiday gift for somebody you care about, you need to think about the holiday specials happening at TheUrbanU.com. That's TheUrbanU.com. And for the holidays, Urban U is offering holiday tiers until December 30th through the end of the year. Purchasing a holiday tier is the perfect way to treat yourself or that person in your life that you care about or your family. And you get your holiday gift shopping done quick at theurbanu.com. And what are holiday tiers? Holiday tiers are the best way to get rewarded big time for investing in your health, wellness, and beauty services. Simple and easy. If you want to take care of everything for the holidays, go to TheUrbanU.com.
0: They say consistency is the key to success. They weren't wrong. So how about grabbing a beer that's consistently smooth, consistently refreshing, and consistently light? You might just find that the road to success can be pretty enjoyable. Ultra. The perfect balance of taste and refreshment and only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Michelob Ultralight Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Get your groove on. Get Friday, up. December 15th at Soaring Eagle Casino. Robin Thicke. Same show, same night. Montel Jordan. Tickets start at $53. On sale now at the box office and etix.com. Party hard. Slide into smooth. Robin Thicke and Montel Jordan. Friday, December 15th at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network.
1: Back on The Huge Show across Michigan, 19 radio stations. Strong for the one close to you, go to Show.net. Also, when it comes to watching the Lions and the Broncos on Saturday night, you can watch it at all the brands Steakhouse and Grills. You'll find the Brands in Bay City, Brands in Caledonia, Brands in Holland, Johnny Brands in Granville, Johnny Brands on Leonard near US 131 in downtown GR, and Mike Brand Sr. has the Brands in Cascade, and Liz Brand Stegaheis and Sean Stegaheis have the Brands on South Division near 44th Street, and Mike Brand Jr. has the Brands in Bay City and Caledonia. 24 7, everything you need with this show is available at thehugeshow.net. Big. Bad. Huge.